I don't have no aardvark in here. And I was like, that's not my llama. Oh, sorry. Oh, hi. How about that cigar? How about that cigar? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Drew Estate Cigar Studios for episode number 154 of How About That Cigar Live. Thank you so much for joining us live on Facebook, live on YouTube, and for those of you listening after the fact on the audio podcast, thank you so much for listening while you drive down the road, work out, garden, uh, play chess, whatever it is you do. Yes. When you listen to your favorite audio podcast, thanks so much for making How About That Cigar a part of it. And of course, we are here in the beautiful, the palatial Drew Estate Cigar Studios, and they are bringing back the Barn Smoker program in 2022, and it's going to be bigger and better than ever before. The 2022 Barn Smoker program will consist of an event in Claremont, Florida, May 13th through the 15th, in Strasburg, Pennsylvania, July 15th and 16th, Ellington, Connecticut, August 12th through the 14th, Hopkinsville, Kentucky, September 30th through October 1st, and the big Savage Feast event in Parker, Texas on October 21st and 22nd. On the Friday night before every Barn Smoker event, Drew Estate will host a DE25 exclusive pre-party where attendees will be the first to experience new cigar launches from Drew Estate. The DE25 exclusive pre-parties will allow Drew Estate to share the excitement of the 25-year milestone with more people in an intimate setting with fantastic food and incredible live entertainment. For more information about the 2022 Barn Smokers, including a full breakdown of ticketeer prices and options, please visit barnsmoker.com. Mm -hmm. So, episode 154, yep. the studio is... Looking pretty good, I gotta say. I like. We got it. those. So I don't know if you guys noticed last week. I put this been there, smoke that box on yep. the wall, so we can track all the bands we pop into that box every week. Uh, made for us by my lovely wife, uh, who is enjoying a much deserved vacation right now with her sister and some friends on the beach. So um, I know I know they're not watching because they don't watch cigar shows. They go to Winnipeg. They go. Yeah, they went to Winnipeg, Winnipeg for to the beaches. Lie on the beach. Yeah, that's pretty hot. So. I don't know for little sports. The Minnesota Wild did what did something awesome, which is sort of the opposite of the way things usually go for the Minnesota Wild. Typically, uh, the Minnesota Wild will have, let's say, a two goal lead or a three goal lead, and little by little, they'll just give it away, and the team, the their opponents, will win in overtime or something like that. Last night, the Wild were down 3 nothing in the first. Yep. And it's, it's a home game against the Kings, and the Kings really needed that win. So the Kings were firing like crazy. And Flurry, I don't know what was going on with Flurry, one of the best goaltenders in the last 25 years, and was just getting his ass handed to him in the net. So, uh, and the next thing you know, the Wild just turn on the juice yeah. and they end up they were down three nothing in the first period and they end up winning the game six three i think it was yes six, that's right six, six three. three absolutely insane yep um so hats off to them for for actually just showing an incredible amount of heart um no actually kevin what you said was they would miss the playoffs i believe you did say they would miss the playoffs, and that is already false, false. because they have already clinched a playoff. They've already clinched a playoff berth. So um, they will. I am going to go out 
although the wild just don't like to make it past the first round of the playoffs at least i don't think since what 2002 yep or something it's been a long time since the wild have made it past the first round of the playoffs i'm gonna say that the wild will make it past the first round of the playoffs unless unless the wild face colorado in the first round of the playoffs in which case i just don't worst case scenario i i just don't know if they're gonna i be won't able be able to, to look the guitars in the face <laughs> I know. we gotta we gotta face the guys from cigar dojo watching watching the avalanche beat up on our minnesota wild uh and the twins uh baseball the the official regular season baseball has begun season's the, over the twins yeah it's over uh the twins lost their first two uh one their sec or their third, third game, game and they're playing right now. I uh, last I saw it was one nothing twins, but I have no idea what's going on with that. Um, scoring updates are always appreciated. Scoring updates always appreciated live in the comments. Um, and of course, the biggest thing we want to know while you guys are watching, how about that cigar live? Put it in the comments. Let us know what you're smoking. Let us know what you're drinking uh, while we're here on the show, especially um, if you're validating. And and if you're validating, we really need to know not only what you're validating but give us a little bit of a detail mm -hmm. on how you validate yes not too much detail you know keep it clean keep it clean or not um i think it's time to bring on mm -hmm. our special guest of the evening i agree and of course on how about that cigar live special guests are brought to us by our friends at corona cigar company Corona Cigar Company and CoronaCigar.com, the Internet's largest and easiest to use virtual cigar store. Corona Cigar Company offers you the finest handmade cigars, humidors, and cigar accessories at the absolute lowest possible price. You'll also find unique and limited cigars containing Florida sun-grown tobacco. As a proud American, president and founder of Corona Cigar Company, Jeff Borshowitz believed it was possible to bring cigar tobacco farming back to Florida. At Corona Cigar Company and CoronaCigar.com, you'll find the best selection anywhere in the world of cigars containing this special Florida sun-grown tobacco. If you live in Florida or are just visiting, be sure to visit any of the great Corona Cigar locations in downtown Orlando, Sand Lake, Lake Mary, and also the Davidoff of Geneva Lounge in Tampa. For more info on all of that, please visit CoronaCigar.com and FloridaSunGrown.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you would, please put your hands together and welcome back to How About That Cigar Live from Aganorsa Leaf, Terrence Riley. Welcome back to the show. How you doing, brother? <laughs> I'm doing great. I played the wrong soundbite, but I'm doing fantastic. Well, you know, it was the, it was the thought that counts. It was the thought that counts. <laughs> so uh, I, I didn't realize this until I, I was going through... Uh, uh, putting the show notes together and all that stuff, doing a little prep work. And we owe Terrence an apology because while we have had great times talking to you at trade shows over the last couple of years on the big show right now, the Monday night show, this is the first time you've been on the show in over two years. You guys were big time in me, you know, you get, oh, you get more popular, man. you get a, you get a lounge named, you know, after a company, and then you know the little guys get forgotten. They get thrown to the wayside. <laughs> this this is how the, did we let that happen? This is the moment where we hang our heads in shame. Yeah, <laughs> no. two years. I couldn't believe. Yeah, so so welcome back after a long, much too long hiatus. To how about that cigar live, brother? Well, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure, my friend. Yeah, it's been. Uh, it, it's so 
what's what uh what what's been yeah. going on the last two years i mean i don't I, don't, <laughs> I can't really think of anything big that's happened in the last two years can you yeah pretty much same old same old yeah mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's business as usual really um so one of the things that you know we, obviously there's a lot of different things going on in the cigar business right now from a business perspective um and we've you know we've talked to so many different companies and I, and I know we heard from you a little bit about this at the trade shows that, you know, there, there definitely are some struggles out there when it comes to um, some logistical things and some supply chain things, but of, of all the, the hurdles and the curveballs that everybody in the cigar business has had to deal with yourself included in the last two years, what would you say was the biggest surprise that as you look back over these last two years, something that was a little out of the ordinary that you didn't think was going to be a part of this whole COVID world changing supply chain, whatever else may, may have come along. Well, I'll tell you, I think, I, I mean, I think I know why, um, but it would definitely surprise me was when COVID hit, I kind of was of the mindset that, you know, people are going to have more time at home, job security is uh is you know a little bit off and uh hang on one second there you go sorry about that uh yeah job security is is uh you know an issue so i thought people would 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 drop the price point you know like they would go from they would go from smoking whatever they're smoking to something less because they'd be smoking more and they would be concerned about money um and that didn't happen at all what happened is uh the price went up, you know, uh, because people were home and they still had their job. And then the COVID, you know, checks came in and everything like that. And they couldn't go to the grocery, you know, or they could go to the grocery store, but they couldn't go to a restaurant. They couldn't go on vacation. They couldn't, you know, the kids didn't need new school clothes because they weren't going to school. And so uh, the price point went up. And so that was probably the the strangest thing or the, not the strangest, but the, the thing I didn't expect. And also uh, it, what will be interesting is if that continues is the world opens up and, you know, and it, things are a little bit looser now than they've been. And, and uh, you know, people want to go on vacations again and go out to that restaurant and, and there's inflation. So it'll be interesting to see what, what happens. Because we, did, we didn't come out with like a, a $25 cigar or something like that. I mean, we didn't do yeah. any of that. I'm not, again, not to say that, I mean, not to say that that it would be opportunistic or something like that. But like not to, rather than, we, we had projects on the table that were more, luxury based and we had projects on the table that were more a little bit more value based and we kind of focused more on the on the stuff that was you know we, we didn't come out with something that was super premium which we'd actually been kind of looking to do but decided to hold off because of that yeah well i think i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna fire something up here and and we are all smoking uh the beautiful cerberus which we will talk about a little bit more She's after a butte clark. i get what's that She's a Butte Clark. She's a Butte Clark. She's a, She's a Butte Clark. All right. Uh, when lighting your cigar, it is important to be patient, pay close attention to detail, and focus on the tobacco. In the same way, Steve Saka brings those same qualities to the ultra-premium cigars of Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. Patience, close attention, and focus on the tobacco are the qualities that Saka and Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust have become known for. From Sober Mesa to Umbagog, Dumbarton has a blend that will fit your palate, your mood, and any occasion. Visit DumbartonCigars.com to learn more. So Terrence, 
Let us know what you are smoking and drinking tonight if you are. Well, great minds think alike. I'm uh, smoking a Cerberus as well here. Mm. Right there. Um, it's a Robusto size. For whatever reason, I seem to like the Robusto best. Um, we do 54s really well, that ring gauge. And it's a 554. It's not even a ring gauge I particularly have any particular affinity towards. But we have a lot of blends that I find the 54 to be my favorite one and how it smokes. Uh, Lunatic Ombre Libre, the Anniversario Maduro, uh, the Anniversario Corojo. Um, it's just, uh, the Supreme Leafs, the ones that are, fall in the 54 range, seem to smoke mm -hmm. uh, a little bit better, in my opinion. Um, so that's what I'm smoking. And drinking, I'm just drinking a tasty uh, beer. Ah, uh, yes. Love it. Can't go wrong with that. Nice, nice, nice beer. Um, Garrett, you have a little, uh, little something, something there that uh, we we don't. I mean, we see every once in a while, but that's you're going upscale tonight with the Heineken oh, yeah. NA. Ooh. So for the teetotalers out there, the <laughs> uh, the unleaded uh, brethren and sisters, uh, the Heineken Double Zero is actually a decent non-alcoholic beer for your your average what i would maybe call piss beer but uh it's good it's good it's good yeah it's good, it's good. three and a half out of five would there you go would recommend yeah. uh, that's, that's a percentage of alcohol yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh i've got uh the mybach from liftbridge brewing company which is local uh right down the road very nice uh just a tiny little, just a little taste of uh, Old Forester bourbon. And, of course, the lovely Cerberus. Uh, I picked up a box of the, uh, the I, I want to say Lonsdale. Lonsdale. Yes. Uh, from our friends at Smoke In. Uh, use, uh, use code HBTC for 15% off. Um, yeah, just picked these up uh, not uh, two weeks ago. I want to say two weeks ago, so that's that's my wheelhouse. That's that's my that's my jam. Yeah, Vitola wise, right there. Well, it was Me great too. to see you at the at the Great Smoke. Um, hope you had a great time. Tell us about you know what events like the Great Smoke mean to you and and Agnorsa. You know, it's an opportunity just to be uh, to meet a lot of people that are uh, out there. You know, cigar smokers that really enjoy. You know, I think you get a little bit. You get two types at that type of event. You get the hardcore guys, so it's nice to get to spend time with uh, the people that really follow the industry, and you know somebody that's happy to meet you, or at least people that are important, uh, mm -hmm. you know, who are also there. Um, and then you also have kind of your ca your casuals consumers uh, that enjoy cigars, but don't really follow the industry or anything like that, and you get a chance to meet them and you know maybe make an impression on them that they bring them into the fold. And, uh, and, so, and so it's a lot of people. I mean, that great smoke is, you have about, a th you know, I forget what the numbers, it's over a thousand people that are there. Yeah. And then you, and then you have uh, all the people watching at home. So it's a, it's a, just a great opportunity. And, and again, one of the things that I always look at is enthusiasm. That's really so crucial to any industry. If you have enthusiasm, it really helps uh, drive the industry or the business forward. And you certainly get a lot of that at, at those events that are executed well. And the, and the great smoke is, is a is a prime example of that. Yeah, agree. Yeah, we were we were blown away uh, being the first time that we were at the Great Smoke. Um, it is such a big team of people that put all that together, and Abe does a fantastic job. But he even says 
this is this is not about him that there's literally dozens maybe hundreds of people behind the scenes mm -hmm. putting you know dotting all the i's and crossing all the t's and then during the event itself just there there's there's it seems like there's no details that get missed and i we always respect that from a logistics point of view you know because if you, anybody who does anything related to uh planning um any type of event or you know planning even you know if you if you do project work in your day job uh anything like that um we have deep respect for people who really put all the pieces together and um you know because i could say we've all been to maybe smaller events maybe in-store events where um you know things don't line up the way they're supposed to maybe um you know maybe a multi-vendor event where there's you know uh, one too many uh you know little snafus along the way but that is not the case with the great smoke by any stretch uh, pretty much everything lines up the way it's supposed to and that's because of a lot of planning and work on their part um and you're totally right it's it's got that feel of 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 uh family reunion of mm -hmm. of friends getting together again and swapping stories and and uh you know just joking and laughing you remember the time that you know eric did that thing at the pca or whatever it was it, it could be any story like that and um always great to get together with people and um and we we were introduced to the cerberus at that um um at that event i believe yes there was and, a debut there and absolutely um you know ex a very exciting project um for for those who have been you know maybe spending a little bit too much time underneath the rock give give some of our viewers a little refresher course on uh you know the cerberus about the blend and about the the you know the story behind the design and the concept yeah so cerberus uh is is the the third uh edition of of the guardian of the farm series so the guardian of the farm started off as a collaboration between kyle gallus of warped and uh max fernandez of agonorsa um and it's the theme was was dogs. They both love dogs. Um, they both have American bulldogs, and uh, we use them to guard our, our farms. Um, and so each one was named, uh, each size was named after one of the, one of the dogs. And then uh, and then we came out with the Night Watch series, which used our shade grown Corojo Maduro wrapper, which is a proprietary wrapper that only we currently use. And then now uh, we're coming out with the Cerberus. And with the Cerberus, uh, there's a couple of things that kind of stand out about. One is the packaging, I think, um, is really is really sharp. Uh, we used a, a professional designer to do the band. Cerberus is the uh, the dog, three-headed dog from Greek mythology that guards the gates of Hades. I was a classics major, so I have to use this stuff for something. Um, and uh, and so it's it, I think it came it came out really nice looking, which is you know helps in the humidor. There's so many great brands, and if something catches the eye, it uh, helps. Um, kind of, you know, people, you know, see with their eyes before. Yeah, there we go. Beautiful. Look at that. Mm. Look at that beautiful dog. Mm. Three heads. Um, and then uh, um, the other thing, which is obviously the blend, we stay our leaf is our strength. Uh, that's what makes us different. I look like Jake from State Farm. So nobody, you know, <laughs> I'm not, you know, conveying a lifestyle anyone wants to be a part of or, uh, you know, uh, you know, anything like that. So it's really about the cigars that uh, have to make the difference at the end of the day. And uh, this one uses uh, uh, the new 2012 Corojo seed varietal. And uh, we generally are known for Corojo 99, Corojo 98 tobaccos that are kind of 
primarily responsible for the signature flavor of Aganorsa. Uh, but now we've implemented Corojo 2012, and this cigar uses it as the wrapper. And, it, and it's, a, it's an interesting seed. One, it combines well with Corojo 99 and Corojo 98, which is really important because if they don't, you know, I, I always say I like uh, lobster and I like uh, chocolate cake. I don't like lobster with my chocolate cake generally. Um, mm. So even though they're good on their own, if they don't combine well, it doesn't work. And so the 2012 combines well with those other two crucial tobaccos we use. And uh, it has an interesting taste. It's kind of in between the Corojo and the Criollo. Um, it, it's got the a little bit more of a leathery taste to it. It's not as sweet as uh, the 99, but it's a little sweeter than the 98. Um, yeah, and it's got that leathery note. It's, it's got body, but doesn't have the grittiness that uh, the 98 has. So it just, it's, just, it's a, just another showcase of, you know, nobody's using that wrapper uh, as far as I'm aware of right now. And uh, it gives you another uh, expression of Aganorsa that's that's unique. Yeah, and I like I, I like the fact that you finished on the word unique there because there, I mean the the fact is there's there's not a lot out there that's unique these days in the cigar world, and this this blend there is something not not that the you know the flavors or or aromas on their own are are especially different but the combination i think in this blend really is something that we don't see a lot and mm -hmm. and i like that difference that it's I, I you're totally right on the money that when i smoke this it's not um there's not a lot of that sweetness there's not a lot of that sort of uh uh syrupy sort of you know sometimes you'll get tobaccos on the cigar where you'll get a little bit of like a almost a syrupy mouthfeel yeah and that kind absolutely. of thing and this you really it it is it is more sort of in the middle middle to back of the palate for me that that there's there's like you said there's some leatheriness so there's, there's even this little bit of a uh almost a campfirey sort of you know absolutely sort of thing going on so yeah it's it's i like the fact that it's it's something you can reach for in the humidor that's gonna it's going to go off the beaten path and and give you a different smoking experience. Yeah, and I think that's always the goal. I always kind of compare Aganorsa to like a, like a bourbon bar, for instance. It's like you, you, if you go to a bar, your average bar, you know, you, you want vodka, you want rum, you want gin, you want whatever. Um, and that and there's a, an advantage to that because then there's all sorts of different things for everybody. Um, we're more of a bourbon bar where there's all sorts of different bourbons, you know, there's uh, weeded bourbons, there's uh, cast strength, there's all sorts of different things, but it's always bourbon. And so if I tell you, if you've had bourbon and I say, okay, this is a bourbon, um, you don't know exactly what it's going to taste like, but you have a sense of it. Whereas if you, you have yeah. vodka, you don't know what the rum tastes like. Um, and, and, and we kind of have a, a stylistic profile that's always there. And then, and then there's, different expressions of it and so what the 2012 allows us to do is to is to still have you know i, I would say when you smoke the cerberus you're not like oh this is, doesn't taste anything like agonorsa you know it still tastes like an agonorsa cigar yeah but there's there's aspects of it and characteristics that stand out that you say oh well i haven't had this is a different expression than anything i've had from them absolutely sorry i'm just getting more getting more puffs in there yeah, and uh, I was trying to, there's this, you know, every once in a while you have a cigar and you're really digging it and you're trying to put your finger on what that 
that note is what that, that thing is that thing is yeah sure. it's there i don't have a descriptor for that thing right now yeah i've and i've i've had i've had a few from this box so far and i'm with you i'm still you know i because even when i'm not officially reviewing a cigar we all still take mental notes even if we don't actually get out a notebook or our phone and take actual notes we still take mental notes you're validating and, yeah, you're valid. We're always ABV, always be validating. Always be validating. <laughs> and and it's uh, there. Yeah, I've I still I I think I love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm and it and it maddens me <laughs> that I can't like say, oh, this is absinthe and grapeseed oil, you know, or or whatever uh, the thing is. That's that's, that's quite a combo, absinthe yeah. and grapeseed oil. Yeah. yeah, there you go. I've definitely never had that before. No. No. Yeah, so, um, Terrence, I, I, I hate to do this, but I, because it's a very timely subject. Okay. Um, I, and I only want to touch on it briefly. And if you don't have anything to say about it, that is hundred percent fine. We That's can quite a qualifier. On. That's quite a qualifier. <laughs> but there's, I'm sure you've heard and seen all, all the things going around about the, the great, uh, the great packaging and marketing design debate of 2022. Yeah. Um, do you do you have any thoughts on on well, it, all the talk that's been going on around it? Well, let me first qualify this, since you had quite a qualifier there. Is is that <laughs> I don't, I don't judge how anybody runs their business. I I don't pay their bills. How they want to run their business is not for me to to comment on. What I can tell you is that if you want me to look at the question, I think there's two sides to it. And there's some some legitimate points on both. I, I would say that in the 1950s, the only people that collected baseball cards were kids. That was it. Kids. There was no adults, or very few adults collecting baseball cards. But and then the 1980s, kids still collected baseball cards. But uh, you know, there's that guy that collected baseball cards when he was a kid, and he made some extra coin, and he bought a Mickey Mantle rookie card for thirty thousand dollars or whatever it was. Yep. Yeah, you know, and so when we were, when, you know, I forget how you guys, I think, are a little younger than me, but anyway, it's, it applies. But when I was a kid, you know, video games were for kids. No adults played video games. There's no forty-year-old guys playing video games. But now, kids still play video games, and adults play video games. So I don't think, I do think that there, a lot of things that the argument is, oh, well, that's for kids. It's like, well, there's all these adult people that partake in it. it now it could also be for kids uh, potentially but I, I don't think people see baseball cards as you know is purely for kids like if somebody made a, a, a series of baseball cards for people in the cigar industry i don't think they'd say that's appealing to kids because even though kids collect baseball cards um so I, on that side i i don't think anyone is trying to get kids to smoke cigars or or anything like that on the other side the bottom line is that uh, the FDA doesn't really care about, about the nuances of this. And I think it's a legitimate concern also that, that this could be depending on the, you know, the project or whatever, it could be potentially used as evidence that we are trying to appeal to kids. So that's kind of the best you're going to get out of me on this topic. Yeah. And no, that's fair. That's very mm -hmm. well put. Yep. It, it's very well put. And I'll, I'll just briefly agree that the when the government is working on things like this, they either don't have time 
or they don't care or both when it comes to the nuance and sitting down and listening to every brand owner's um, uh, discussion points on why they did X, Y, and Z and why it's not. The government doesn't care. They don't have time. Yeah. They're just going to look at it and say, is it, could this possibly be appealing to kids? Yes or no. Moving on. They're done. Yeah. That's, they're not going to, there's no more questions after that. Moving yeah. on. So yeah, I think that's a legitimate concern. Yeah. No, I hear you. That's, that's very well put. Um, one of the things that um, over the last few years is we've gotten to know you, we've also gotten to know, uh, fortunately, so many other people in the scar business. And there's, there's uh, a few people that we've gotten to know that consider you to be um, somebody who has given them advice, has mentored them. Has- God help them. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry to hear that. The poor guy. <laughs> no, right. But when it when it comes to when it comes to that kind of thing, um, and I'll just I'll throw a couple names out there: uh, Rainier Lorenzo from HVC uh, and Eric Bay from Black Starline Cigars. You know, and they've they've spoken very highly about about you and and your mentorship and your guidance and that kind of thing. What is what does that kind of thing mean to you? It, it, it in this, in this whole, you know, crazy world that we're in now. No, I mean, I'm, I'm always happy to help. I mean, again, at the end of the day, you got to give them credit. Like it's, it's easy to give advice. You know, somebody probably said to Elon Musk, like, Hey, wouldn't it be cool if there's an electric car? I mean, I don't know if that guy could take <laughs> the credit for his success, you know? Uh, so I think it's, you know, at the end of the day, you have to give them credit. They're the ones that went out there and did it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm ha- I'm happy to help, and uh, and if anything I've told them uh, or anyone else has, has benefited them, um, you know we're a small industry. I try, you know I think the more you can work together with people and and see their success, and, and certainly, um, we, I mean th- they both make cigars with us. But uh, even if they didn't, I mean I, I'm happy to see anybody um, do well and, and succeed. And I think uh, I think there's plenty of room for everybody, and, and really the challenges are external uh you know organizations that are against us or wanting to see cigars go away or think that we're trying to i don't know whatever else crazy things they think about cigar people <laughs> um so you know the, the more we help each other the, the more that uh we have a chance of of uh surviving yeah so <clears throat> the agonorsa acolytes oh yeah that group is a great it's very active it is such a great and very positive yeah if uh if any of you are not members of the agonorsa acolytes group um i encourage you to go and just search agonorsa acolytes on facebook and enjoy validation to the extreme and uh have a ton of fun now i attempted to do a fun little video and becoming a little bit more active in the group didn't get the response that i wanted to which Did video you, was that well you know what the, you know, the problem is is it's not the it's that it's that the problem is is that if not enough people see it then it, it doesn't it just doesn't fly so like exactly. it, it, it it's tricky facebook is trickier and trickier because you get to get the exposure necessary sometimes you have to like you know threaten to kill a panda or something and then everyone pays attention right. and then you go okay here's a five pack or you know and then and then you have there it's hard so i thought it was a great uh idea you know it, uh, we just couldn't get 
Facebook to give us the exposure for it. So I did this video and I basically said, Hey, you know, uh, many of you guys may not know who I am, blah, blah, introduce myself, the whole thing. And I said, for a contest, um, make a video and post it while you're validating and tell us what you do for a living without tell us, telling us what you do for a living. Yeah. Okay. okay. One of those type of things. And we had two entries. And so, um, I was grateful for those guys. Chad was one of them. Yeah. And uh, sent them out each, you know, a little five pack of Agonorsa via Jay Davis. Um, Jay Davis. Jay Davis. Love that guy. And, um, you know, had, had fun doing it. So I'm going to plan on doing something else again here in probably a couple weeks um, to take another stab at something fun. Right on. Yeah. And maybe I'll like, I can, you know, somehow do the announcing on it or something. Cause I think I can pin it. I'm, I'm still, you know, despite my activity, I'm still kind of a nitwit when it comes to a lot of the technological, uh, technological aspects of all this. So maybe there's something I can do to bring greater exposure to it. Well, and it's sure, not yeah. like, it's not like you've got 45 other things going on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, maybe no. you could, maybe you could like, I mean, we'll, we should follow Terrence's suggestion and you should kill a panda live on, on the air. Yes. Threaten, threaten, yeah. threaten to kill one. Threaten. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Threaten. Not actually, it's not, it's not get me in trouble. <laughs> I think I think I'm already in trouble just yeah. using that word. I think yeah. I think we're we're probably going to get bounced off Facebook and YouTube right quick. And yeah, you're yeah, on yeah, a keto watch list right yeah, now. Threatens probably not a good word either. <laughs> um, one of the things that uh, that I wanted to find out about is because believe it or not, we are already underneath the 90 minute or 90 minute the 90 day uh, timer for uh, PCA. Jesus. Wow. So uh, not to throw any gasoline on the fire, but yeah, it's getting down to the wire. It's underneath 90 days. So how, uh, you know, what, what is for the, for those of us who don't work directly for a premium cigar company, what just give us a brief synopsis. What is, what is a trade show planning effort look like? Yeah, I mean, thank God that I don't have to do a lot of the the logistical stuff. I mean, certainly I, I'm involved with like making sure products ready in time and things like that and, and that kind of things. But like the booth and all that kind of thing, which is very important, um, I don't primarily handle. Um, and that's really the thing is, is that that not sexy stuff is really crucial. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, if your booth isn't there or it's, you know, not uh, it falls apart or you know you don't do it right or you don't do this or you don't do that or you don't book your tickets correctly to the show or you don't book your hotel rooms right all that stuff uh can really screw things up um and so most of the show it's kind of like it's kind of like a movie you know you see the final movie and you're like oh my god this is amazing but a lot of that like of what creates that is kind of pedantic and not really and kind of not really uh, that interesting or in in you know it's a guy sitting in the editing room and cutting and cutting and cutting and, and monotonous, you know, kind of activity. And so that's kind of what a lot of the preparation is, is just making sure this gets there on time, making sure these bands have arrived uh, so that they can be, you know, banded for samples, you know, before the show, making sure all the product gets out to the booth and is labeled right. So it shows up at the booth when you get there and you don't have to, you know, drive to North Korea or someplace to go find it and, and, and all, and all that stuff, which is, which is a huge pain. Yeah. <laughs> But it, it's all, it looks good, you know, when it all comes together in the end, it's, uh, it's nice. My favorite day of the year is the last day of the trade show because I'm <laughs> as far away from the trade show as possible. Um, yeah. 
and, and, and that, you know, it's, it's just, it's just a lot of work and it, it, it's months and months going into it. But once you're, like I said, once you're there and you're on the floor and you're seeing everybody and people are excited about the product and then you go out afterwards with them to a dinner, have a drink with them or whatever, that part's awesome. You know, and I, and I really enjoy that. And I think that's important to the industry. Um, all the, all the little details that go into it are, yeah. are, are trying. <laughs> so do you guys have the proverbial, um, you know, uh, meeting before, you know, I'm sure several months before the PCA and you talk about what this year is going to look like. Oh yeah. I mean, that goes on months and months in advance before we even do a booth or anything. Um, we're talking about that kind of stuff. What's going to be there. What will be the focus, what we want to kind of convey. Um, those kind of conversations happen, you know, even last year they were happening. Sure. And, uh, is there any teasers that you can share with us? Uh, Okay, yes, but well, I'm, you know, what the, <laughs> see, this is one of the things is that sometimes things get kind of slotted for PCA, and then you're not sure if they. Right. Yep. No, we totally. If they'll get be it. there, so then right. you're kind of like, ah, yeah, this thing. So we do have, uh, what the also, the anniversary Maduro will be back. Very nice. That's as much as I can say. Very nice. I love it. We'll take it. Thank you. Um, when it comes to, um. You know, because one of the things that has obviously started opening up little by little in some areas of the country, completely open, no worries about that kind of thing. But when it comes to in-store, in-person events, is that how is that ramping back up again for you guys? And is that oh, yeah. what what is that what does that mean to your business? How much how much of that stuff do you guys do uh, as far as in in-person, in-store events goes? Oh, a lot. To be honest with you, I was doing them back in 2020. I mean, to the yeah. extent that they were allowed, and you know, we didn't go. Obviously, yeah. we didn't have many in California, um, but uh, but the places where it is a lot. I think it's I think it's crucial. I think all these. I think every aspect that we can utilize should be utilized to the degree that it's a, a efficient to do so. So you know, during COVID, we did a lot of Zoom meetings and we did a lot of you know Facebook lives and stuff like that. And I think that's great. And and and. Uh, it got a lot of guys engaged in that in a way that they they hadn't been otherwise. So we're very happy about that. Um, but but there's something. I mean, there's really something special about uh, that gathering of people getting together. Again, you were at the Great Smoke and saw that there. Um, you know, and, and having a cigar and, and that energy is a little bit harder to to convey um, through the you know the, the internets, <laughs> as they yeah. say. Um, yeah. And 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 so to me, they're crucial, and, and we've been doing. Them. I think this year, and and we were prepared for this, is that. Last year, it was so hectic. It was so busy. Like the industry was booming so much that nobody really cared too much about it because it was so hard to get product. People just wanted product. They didn't even need to do an event because um, everything was coming in and selling. I think this year, as people get a little bit more caught up, and you know, people, as you said, people go back to school and things like that. I think events. I think the grind will be a little bit more necessary. We talked about our sales meeting. It's like, listen, we can't just sit on our laurels here. I mean, there are guys that, you know, depending on their territory that were almost able not to travel at all for close to two years, either because they couldn't because of the restrictions or, or just didn't really need to go around that much because there was so much, uh, um, they didn't have anything to really <laughs> to sell. They could do an event or they didn't have a product to yeah. supply for the event. Um, but, but now, uh, I think that's, that's important. And I've, I've done all already. I was, I was in Dallas this year. I was just in Arizona, did a couple great events. Um, Oh, you know, with the uh, fine ash cigars that we did the anniversary party. It was, again, it was just amazing. And, that, and it was a great example, you know, just a lot of fun, good people, had a great time. Um, 
they gave <laughs> they gave away like a a temporary tattoo of me, which was probably why the attendance was so bad. Uh, no, it was a great, it was really well attended. Uh, um, but it was just fun. You know, it's just a lot of fun, you know, and they, and they make it fun and, and you work with good partners and, and uh, you have, a, you have a lot of uh, a good time. And it really dry. Like I say, the only metric of our success is passion for the product. Um, and, and you see that happen with events. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I have to give, uh, a shout out to uh, to Don and the team at Underground, because the 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 whole getup of Dude. you in the in the in the Pope outfit and the design of that. Let, let me tell you, I'm the one that got. That. They didn't they didn't buy the Pope outfit. You, you, oh, that was, really? You that was all you? Yeah, you can give me all the credit for that. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Well, you get it, <laughs> Dude, That was legit. That was that was just a such a fun yeah. concept, and the fact that you the the fact that you like you said you. <laughs> that you went out and got the outfit and took it the extra mile that, you know, because you, you, you recognize the, the sort of the irreverent nature of it and the fun and the, and the go off the wall, you know, characteristic of it. And you just ran with it. And, yeah. and I love that. Yeah, yeah. They do it. They do a great job. That kind of, you know, they really, that's a good, that's another good example of an event where you see a lot of, you know, people having fun. It's a great time. And, and yeah, they've been calling me Joel Holstein for the past few years. <laughs> so that somehow evolved into like the Bishop of Fort Worth or something. So, uh, I, but, but the, they, the, he, he, uh, I, you know, it's funny because I don't even get dressed up for Halloween. I mean, I just wear what I usually wear and say, I'm Jake from steak farm. Um, and, and I don't, you know, I don't, it's not something I normally do, but they do such a great job of getting everybody kind of into the, the festivity that I was like, Oh, what the heck? I'll, I'll, I'll go along with this nice it was great i loved watching you absolve people and the whole thing so it was funny. fantastic so funny they were blessed it was a blessed day it was it a was blessed day greatest day of our lives greatest day of our lives <laughs> well i think is it mm. is it time mm-hmm. are you yeah. sure oh yeah i'm all right i'm ready it is now time for this week's numero de los muertos <laughs> And as always, Numero de los Muertos is brought to us by our friends at Smoke In. Numero de los Muertos, episode 154. Garrett, you had a lot of prep work going into this one. I, I, I did. You were doing math and all kinds of yeah. stuff earlier. Well, so. I knew I needed to <laughs> make it a little difficult since, you know, we've got uh, Einstein across the table from us tonight. And uh, so I'm excited. Okay. Right, here hit, we go. Hit us with it. Here we go. So in the history of the world, Rough, um, roughly 3,000 people have died here. In the history of the world. Are we talking the history of yeah. humankind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- roughly 3,000 people have died here. Here. And, in a uh, place. And it's so, global. So we're. <laughs> yes. 
Hmm. Let's go. Oh, North yeah, that's Pole. a good guess. Yeah, that's, that's a, a pretty good guess. Great guess. guess. Yeah. No, is, not the North Pole. But is it a geographical location? No. No. You're killing me, Smalls. Yep, I know. Yeah, it's, this is hard. Yep. Why? Uh, Do we get any hints? Yeah, well, we, we can. Will. We can ask. We can ask any questions we want to try to get more info. We can play twenty okay. questions with him. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was thinking of volcano, but it's got to be more than that. Three thousand people in all of human history. Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, yeah. And it could be anywhere in on planet Earth. Correct. But it's a particular type of place you're looking for. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's so it's being so cagey with yeah, the. Yeah. So uh, in the air, like a flight, uh, it's a great guess. No. Um, Three-headed dog. Mm, no. Fluffy or Cerberus did not, I don't think. It's, and it's, not a pl- it's not a place? I was going to say like maybe Mount Everest or something? Correct. It's not a individual or it's not a, a specific location. Hang gliding. No, sir. So it's in a particular type of place. Mm-hmm. Or it's an activity. Um, so it um, it can be on land. Meatpacking plant. Wow, that's good. That many no. people died in a meatpacking plant last week. Yeah. <laughs> Are you seeing some of these countries? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. True, true story. Yep. Very fair. Um, are these uh, are these typically? Are these locations typically indoors in buildings? No. Yes. It uh, Does, doesn't both. matter. Doesn't matter. Airplanes? No. Commercial? No. Can be. Are they typically large gatherings? Mm, no. But ir- irrelevant. But we're still looking for. A, are we looking for a cause of death or a location? It's an arbitrary location. Oh. You are killing me. This is the worst numero de los muertos ever. Well, I mean, fell, fall down a well. Oh, falling down a well. Mm, nope. Um, is it, are, are, is weather involved? Uh, it can be. <sighs> That's not an answer. All right. I need to do yeah, skiing. died in a, Matthew Trenda died in a state of confusion, like I'm about to. Yeah. Correct. Uh, it's, it's not on the toilet. It's not Uranus. Uranus, no. Um, all right, I'm going to give you guys some dates. Okay. Okay. January 28th, 1986. November 22nd, 1963. Those are my two clues. Earthquakes. No. Nineteen sixty-three. 86 63 by oh by assassins i've already <laughs> done that one but that was would you would those, you say ni- 1963 yep november, november 22nd is that when kennedy gets killed yes by snipers Mm-mm. are they Presidents dying? Mm-mm. No, because which president would have died in '86? Correct. When? What? What was the date in '86 again? January twenty eighth, nineteen eighty six. 
I remember where I was. January. Oh, it's not plane crash. I know space, what it is. I know what it is. Space. Uh, space shuttle. No, I don't yeah, space flight. Is it space flight? Mm -mm. It's not no, sixty. Space yeah, sixty three is too early because we went on the. Oh, sixty three. Well, there would have been some. Oh, they would have space flight. Yeah, yeah, there would have been space flight. But. Well, I guess Chuck. Yeah, yeah. But that's not it. It's not uh, eighty six. January. So, what's the correlation between the Challenger exploding and JFK? The correlation between the Challenger exploding and JFK's assassination. Yep. And then let me give you a couple more people. Uh, Owen Hart, Lee Harvey Oswald. Oh, by by falling out of the uh, no, I don't know. Dale Earnhardt. Yeah, it's cr it's a crash. Crashes. Filmed dying. Very close. Very, very close. They're they're filmed dead. on na or national television. Yeah, national television. Correct. All right, there we go. So that's it. About three thousand people have died on live TV. Holy, three thousand! Yeah. So the big chunk was obviously nine eleven. Yeah. So that was the you know biggest chunk that um, for that number, but. Outside of that, there's been Americans you know, or no, this is globally. So uh, we've got uh, obviously the United States has the largest live TV network and yeah. there's only been a handful recorded that I could find of other places. But there's like a, a famous um, uh, soccer coach that died while giving an interview um, in Italy. Um, there was uh Uh, a luge dot uh, luge guy died. Oh yeah, on live TV uh, not too long ago on the the Olympics. The Olympics. Yeah. Um. So yeah. On huh. live TV, three thousand people. That's that's crazy considering TV's been around since what nineteen fifty. So the live first live broadcast was in like um, I want to say fifty one, and. Uh, I know JFK's assassination was one of the very first live television uh, people to die. Yep. And well, he, but I mean, he wasn't filmed on live TV. It was a recorded, and then it was shown later. It was live. This is a Pruder thing. It was no, live. not the but the the news. The news had the the. Uh, there were some news outlets so that were showing the that were showing the uh, the parade. The the. What, what was the motor motor but, but the actual that wasn't recorded the actual assassination live though that i don't know that i don't know i know oswald was live yep oswald was live. yeah yeah, yeah. he was my live. parents my parents watched it um and i i know uh the challenger there was a uh i mean sadly there have been a number of uh like uh hostages that were killed during yep you know live stuff there was a um there was a um a bull riding clown 9-11 there was there was some plane crashes that kind of thing that was that was the toughest numero de los muertos of all time 
Yeah, that was tough. I'm not surprised uh, Terrence got there. That was good <laughs> stuff. Figured All right, so, the, so that was this week's Numero de los Muertos. All right. Morbid game. Morbid, morbid, morbid game. And our viewers' favorite segment of the week. Um, and don't forget, guys, how about that cigar is sponsored, or the Numero de los Muertos, sponsored by Smokin. Go to smokin.com, use code HBTC15 for 15% off your order. Some restrictions apply. I tried using HBTC100. HBT didn't work. Didn't work. I used I used HBTC15, I kid you not, to buy this box of Cerberus from smokin.com. So mm. it works. Use it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So it's been a while since you were on the show. And I think you may have gotten the first round of our lightning round questions, um, but we'll give you we'll give you some new ones. Um, and lightning round is brought to us by our friends at J.C. Newman Cigar Company. They are America's oldest family-owned premium cigar maker, creators of the popular Brick House. Perla Del Mar, Diamond Crown, and the American J.C. Newman Cigar Company operates out of their 112-year-old El Relo factory in historic Cigar City, Tampa, Florida. For more information on their cigars or visitor experience, please visit jcnewman.com to learn more. So, Terrence, let's go with some of the fresh new lightning yes. round questions. Yes, Boom. yes. Um, you want to hit some of them? I I want to do do uh, it. Okay. Um, here, go down a little bit. Hold down. Yeah. Is lightning round? I need to answer quickly. Like I need like one no, no, answer. they're just they're oh, just no. not they're just non cigar related questions. Oh, All right, okay. Terrence. Got it. Yeah, the, uh, the zombie apocalypse is coming. Yep. Okay. What three cigar industry people do you want on your team? That's a good one. Wow. Um, who do I want on my team? Uh, maybe somebody at Gurkha. They got a lot of knives and things. So Juan Lopez, I'll save him. <laughs> yes. Uh, he, you know, he'll, he'll be able to, you know, help me fight off the zombies. Um, uh, Rainier, uh, Lorenzo, because he, he, if the zombies speak Spanish, um, okay, he, you know, I'll be able to communicate <laughs> with them. Yep. Maybe work out a truce. You know, some sort yeah, of yeah. live and let live. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. And uh, John Carney, because he's a fellow New Englander, we need some. We need we need to save as many Patriots fans as I can. <laughs> and I think he's got a few pew pews. <laughs> All right, so Terrence, let's say you're at the cigar lounge one night, and it's karaoke night, and you are forced to get up in front of everybody and, and sing a song. What is the one song you pick? Doses and Mimosas by Cherub. I, I, I confess I don't know that. You have to look it up after. I have to, I have, I have to look that up. Yeah. That is. Yeah. That yep. Is. I'll be, I'll be listening to that later. Right on. Um, that. He was just, <laughs> so I, and it was right there. I mean, you didn't even think this. about it. It's, it's the lightning round. Yeah, you, you've done this before. You've yeah. done this before. Um, let's say 
you could have an unlimited supply of one thing for the rest of your life. And let's say it can't be cigars or money or money, but you could have an unlimited supply of one thing for the rest of your life. Patience. Wow. That's just good night. Yeah. Good night. That's, that's like the best answer ever. That is without a doubt, the best answer ever. <laughs> I just want like a little, I don't want a <laughs> lifetime supply. I just want a little bit. Well, I've got, I've got very little. Unfortunately. Cause these guys know I have none. <laughs> true. I, have, I have none. Go on a road trip or try and build something in his garage. <laughs> or go, go, go to a, go to a cigar trade show or a road trip with me and you'll find out how much patience I have. It's like zero. Yeah, These no, guys know. Yeah. And this is like the worst industry not to have patience. So yeah. No, I love it. I have to uh yeah, let's say that's a teachable moment for me. <laughs> yep. Oh man. I'll start tomorrow. I'll start tomorrow. I'll I'll work on that tomorrow. Um, all right, let's move into this week's notable smokable and notable smokables brought to us by our friends at Ace Prime Cigars. Notable cigars, notable passion notable purpose uh so terrence each week we name a cigar that's notable to us that we've smoked recently it could be a cigar that's been on the market for 20 years that we just smoked for the first time in a long time or it could be a cigar that's brand new to the market that we smoked for the first time ever obviously with agonor salif you're mostly smoking your own stuff but hopefully every once in a while you get a chance to go outside of your own portfolio is there anything you smoked recently that was interesting to you yeah, in uh, fairness, he's my cousin, so technically, you know, there's could be potentially be a bias there. But my uh, my cousin did uh, Osos Fernandez. He has a little factory in Dominican Republic, um, and he's doing stuff for Kyle from Warped and uh, a few other guys. And uh, he did one for La Serena cigars. He did the Mexican Mermaid. It was really good, man. It was like outst- it was outstanding. I was I was super impressed by it. Very nice, uh, Garrett. What was your notable this week? So this week. Um, I got to sit with uh, Mickey Pegg and Tom Lazuka at a bar in Detroit, and and, I, and you and the whole time you're like, thank God I don't drink anymore. Thank God I don't holy drink anymore. Balls can those guys drink? <laughs> they can drink, and yeah, no, it was a blast. Uh, but I picked up, you know, I, I I asked Tom. I said, I'll be honest, I don't smoke a lot of your stuff, but you know, what's, what's something I need to try? And he said, have you had the PCA exclusive from this last year? And I said, no, I, I haven't tried that one yet. He was like, yeah, you got to try that. And dude, uh, I was blown away. And um, so the Asylum PCA exclusive 2021 was phenomenal. Nice. Yeah. Really Very enjoyed cool. it. Bold flavors. My uh, my notable this week was actually um, so our our friends from the Cigar Coop team, the Cigar Coop Media uh, Conglomerate. Conglomerates Media Empire. Um, uh, Aaron Nielsen, who is a member of that team, he was actually up in uh, the Minneapolis St. Paul area uh, a couple weeks ago and uh, hit us up and said, "Hey, I'm going to be in town, so we we're members at a local lounge, so we can stay after hours." And we uh, we hung out there. Uh, till late into the night and and uh talked with aaron and uh, for a while and he gave me this cigar this uh placencia small batch exclusive little uh little short box press and that cigar was especially the second half of that cigar was just 
lights out crazy good. So very good cigar and shout out to Aaron for that one. A uh, very nice one. Uh, so that was this week's notable smokables brought to us by Ace Prime. Improving lives through fine cigars. Please visit aceprime.com to learn more. So to give our viewers and listeners an idea of some very, very cool stuff you will not want to miss coming up soon. Next week on the 18th, we already mentioned his name once. He is going to be on the show next week. Jay Davis from the Blue Smoke of Dallas and wow, also Jay. a PC. I know. We're so excited to finally have him on the show. Uh, also a PCA board member. So uh, we're going to go. We're going to go probably a long show because we have a lot to talk about with Jay on that show. Mm -hmm. uh, and then finishing out the month of April, we have uh, Fred Rui, who is a cigar industry staple for many years. But now with the uh, with the team at Illusione Cigars, uh, very excited to have him on the show. Uh, so Terrence. Give our viewers and listeners uh, the best idea where they can keep up with all the great stuff going on with Aganorsa Leaf. Oh, thank you. So uh, we, we have several options. Our YouTube channel is great, Aganorsa Leaf Experience. We've got great videos of farms, factories, our, our Cuban agronomists, our Nicaragua team. It's, it's a lot of great stuff on there. Uh, Instagram and Facebook, Aganorsa Leaf. As you mentioned, great group, Aganorsa Acolytes. That's our private group. A lot of great people in there. We're validating all the time. Um, and uh, you can also follow me, uh, Terrence Riley, on LinkedIn, Twitter, and uh, even TikTok. You can find me there too. So, MySpace. Do you have a MySpace? My, MySpace. I, I tried. It wouldn't let me. <laughs> it's gone. We have. We have. We're. We've talked about dipping our toes in the mm -hmm. TikTok pool. Mm -hmm. We're. I'm, I'm going to talk to Kevin from Cigar Prop because he's he does it really well, and we're going to learn from him and try to get some advice and figure out the whole TikTok thing because i think i think it's the next the next big thing i think so well yeah you know we yep. got it we got to go there we do might as well you know what just have fun with it and uh if you guys find if we get five new TikTok followers in the next hour we'll do a video tonight At, well i'll go one further than that because we we need to go on a subscriber drive for our youtube channel Oh, yeah. We have to be over. We're at 450 subscribers. We have to be at 500 so we can start doing the YouTube shorts slash TikTok thing. And oh, it's, yeah, yeah. it's a whole algorithm thing. But yeah, we're going to we're going to work on that. All right. Yeah. Right on. Terrence, thank you so much for being back on the show. Sorry, it has been two years, but no, always my, a pleasure talking to you, brother. It, you know, it's like good wine. You know, I just got better with age. That's right. It that's sure right. did. And we will, uh, we will see you at PCA and, uh, you know, just, uh, keep doing what you're doing. We, we love everything that's been going on yeah, with Aganor Salif. Uh, you're a big part of that and, uh, keep up the good work. Thanks guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. All right. Viewers and listeners, guys, thank you so much for being the best part of how about that cigar live. Uh, if you were watching live on Facebook or YouTube, please make sure to like us on Facebook and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, follow us on all social media at HBT Cigar. And of course, guys, until we see you next time, burn cigars, not bridges. Take care. Thanks, everybody.